<laughs> Replacing Douglas and Juanita. <laughs> Douglas Slim and Juanita, the podcast. It's Rizal and Gazel and me, Pietro. We're sitting in for Douglas Slim and Juanita. Do you worry. just say me, Pietro? Me, Pietro, me. you, Rizal. Yeah. Hola. <laughs> Replacing Douglas and Juanita. <laughs> They'll be back next week on the 3rd of January. Now, uh, Rizal here owns a comedy club in Tamantun. Yes, uh, thank you. Crack House Comedy Club. Yes. And uh, I want to know, we've always heard stories about hecklers and things like that. What's the worst heckler that you ever got? We ejected a couple who happened to be from the UK. Okay. Sitting in the front row and heckling with negativity. See, Ooh. the thing is like some people, they heckle with, they, you know, they, they whoop and cheer at the punchline or they add on, they give tags and all that, uh, which is okay, you know. But this one, she literally said at, at punchlines, I don't care. Yo. You know, so while cold. the rest of the room were listening and laughing. Yeah. Uh, it happened twice. And I decided to ignore it uh, because we have, a, we have a guest headliner on and I didn't want to uh, ruin the night. I didn't want to start off the night on an awkward note. I bring on the first comic, the opening act. And guess what? She heckles him. And then I, uh, I get up there and I introduce the second act. Guess what happens? Second act gets heckled too. So by this time, I realized that the audience, not just the audience, but also the comedians are having to put up with this, having to address this fact, which okay. is not fair. I go up there and I say, uh, I'm not going to bring up another act until you leave because you are depriving everybody else Whoa. of the show. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. And then uh, they were arguing. They were like, oh, but you know, we paid money to be here. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, we, I have a no refund policy. We have a no refund policy. But uh, I, I'm happy to pay you my money so you can get out. And people, as I was saying, there's people in the back were clapping and will be like, yeah, yeah, to, yeah, get out, get yeah. out, yeah. So I actually took out my wallet and I get, it felt like I was bribing them. Ooh. Okay? How uh, un-Malaysian of you. <laughs> and then I, and then as soon as, you know, I, I literally put the mic stand, the mic back in the mic stand and I stood next to their table and I'm like, this is not going anywhere except you out the door. Wow. And they got up, you know, I was uh, ushering them out. I shut the door behind them, the whole room erupted in applause and as i walked back uh i had the only thing i had to say was wow that was merdeka all over again guys we kicked the british out (laughs) (laughs) so mean fly fm headline for you rizal a professor hit a cash prize on campus all students had to do was read the syllabus to find it oh wow so this is a tactic by the professor to test whether or, whether or not students actually read the syllabus. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. No one actually read it, but it wasn't really hidden, okay? He actually put out stuff like, you know, for this semester, read chapters so-and-so. There'll be an exam. There'll be a midterm on this date. Uh, make sure you read this book. Oh, and by the way, I've left you $50 on a campus mailbox, and the campus mailbox is... Da-da-da. It's plain and simple. Did the, did the kids find it? No. Which wow. tells you what? Nobody reads the syllabus. Nobody reads the syllabus. Nobody exactly. Nobody reads the syllabus. Or, or maybe they did read it, 
But because it was 50 ring, 50, 50 ringgit pula It was $50 They thought eh, man, You know what This is probably Half the teacher's salary lah. Oh, Let him keep the money Kesian But imagine <laughs> If that happened in Malaysia we, we get all these Terms and conditions stuff That we have to read right It would actually work right Because we never read The terms and conditions Especially when we like You know update our phones And there's like Terms and conditions We just agree you know? yeah. But imagine if they Would actually uh, Hide a prize Within those terms And uh, terms and agreement uh, Conditions. So let, let's just say we write terms and conditions. Malaysian way lah. Malaysian. This is a Malaysian company. We'd like to write terms and conditions, and we hide something. What's what the, What's that going to look like? I don't know. You could hide anything like uh, you know, a free cleaning service by a minister. Oh, oh no. Ah, uh, but uh, but then uh, the minister will only clean a certain kind of dirt lah, uh, the one that's not there. <laughs> Fly FM. Rizal here is a comedian, one of the more well-known comedians in Malaysia. So I decided to put you on the spot, man. Tell me a joke. Oh wow! I, do people do this to you for being on radio? Yeah, they go talk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not like uh, uh, play me K-pop music. Uh, yeah, we get that sometimes. five times an hour, please. Yeah, some, we get that sometimes. You get requests, uh, but. but Come because in. because you've invited me here and you've been very nice to me, I will indulge you in something in a little bitty bit, uh, and it revolves around the holy month of Ramadan. Oh, don't oh. be scared, don't be scared. Relax, okay. relax. I got this. Okay. So, do you realize that when you go out uh, for dinner mm-hmm. at uh, say like a, a shopping mall food court? Yes. During Ramadan. You have your food in front of you, right? You have around seven, seven o'clock, seven ten. You have your food in front of you. Mm-hmm. You decide to wait for breakfast time. Do you, re- yeah, do you remember? I do that. I do right, that all the time. Right. Yeah. For no reason. You, you, you are not. You're not uh, obliged to. You, you can eat anytime you want. But for some reason, I noticed that uh, non-fasting uh, um, Malaysians—Chinese, mm-hmm. Indians, uh, Buddhists, uh, Christians, etc.—they will wait for breakfast time yeah. right and as soon as the clock hits 7.20 or whatever time that it's uh, breakfast time on that day everybody eats the whole food court exactly. all Malaysians yes. of all races and all faiths all eat simultaneously and I think this is a beautiful thing it is a beautiful thing because for once there is something that we as Malaysians can do on time oh, yo, you had to end with that <laughs> YFM. I just saw a story that blows my mind. A man hides country's largest model train railway from his girlfriend. This is in the UK. Wow, it's to me like he had like a big secret he was hiding from this relationship and it happens to be building a model train. Yeah. Wow. I mean like when you think about it, at least he wasn't hiding actual models. Yeah. Right? Okay. <laughs> so basically he built a 200 foot uh, railway track. It was all painted. It looks beautiful. It costs 330,000 pounds and she didn't know. Uh, he he actually told her, you know, I've rented this little lot uh, downstairs and I'm It's my little wine cellar. So she was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. And then one day she walks in and she's like, what is this? And so he had to fess up. But, you know, it doesn't end badly. Basically, now they're engaged. She's happy with it. She's a fine art student. So she appreciated it. Lah. Luckily for him. Imagine her reaction, right? Like the, the whole time she suspects something like, oh my God, what is he hiding from me? You know, is, is it another kid that I don't know about? And then when she finds out the truth, she goes, oh, he is the kid. He's the kid. He likes to play with Lego or whatever that train was made of. Uh, and man, I mean like, 
Yeah, and of course, uh, of course, they're engaged now. That yeah. she's totally okay because uh, being three hundred and thirty thousand uh, dollars a pounds, and uh, <laughs> and at two hundred feet in length, she was very happy that uh, he had the biggest and most expensive in the country. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one would think that it could derail the relationship, Uh-oh. but thankfully they got back on track, eh? and uh, they could have broken up. Uh, but luckily, <laughs> uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Oh. Uh, and at least the, their, their parents will be very happy Because you know what grandparents want in a relationship, right? What? Choo-choo <laughs> Fly FM What is the worst or who is the worst comedian that you've ever put on stage at Crack House Comedy? So normally before I book a comedian I have to refer to him to another comedian I uh, either, you know, they're from the UK I call up one of the UK acts and say Have you heard of this guy? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, can you vouch for him? Mm-hmm. That he can headline, do half an hour or one hour and so and so So I, without calling up anybody I know And I do know people in, in Canada to check Just on a whim, I'm like Do you want to be our headliner this weekend? And he was like, yeah, sure. I, okay. I, I probably was running out of headliners anyway. I, I was quite desperate. Uh, and then turns out, uh, his name may have been Muhammad Ali, but he certainly wasn't the greatest. Oh, no. <laughs> he was far <laughs> from it. Uh, two shows were absolute bombs, uh, stinkers. He died on both nights. Okay. So explain, uh, paint, paint a picture for me. Guy goes on stage and does what? Okay, rambling in just rambles on stories that have no punchlines, no twists, no no, story, no storytelling even. Nothing. I mean, there was storytelling, but it was kind of like awkward storytelling with no uh, legs to the story. I don't, I don't know how storytellers would explain it's what story has. There was slight. there were no there was nothing in the story. And in fact, the only thing that made that show fun in any way uh-huh. was uh, a gentleman sitting in the audience. I want to. I want to say a heckler, but because I'm I'm relating to him saving the show, I don't want people to think, oh, heckling is okay. Heckling is not okay. Yeah? It's just this one time, this audience member, uh, he had a little bit too much, started interacting with uh, Muhammad Ali, and uh, that was funnier than anything else that he had to say on his own. So the heckler actually helped this time. Yes, this was the one time a heckler was actually helping, uh, but like you know, in a way that was like, oh, okay, like. I, so this Muhammad Ali guy on stage, he was just rambling, he was talking, probably telling you about his life experiences, where he's traveled and stuff like that. So it's basically like a TED Talk. Lah. Oh man, no, at, at, at least at a TED Talk, you learn something. <laughs> you didn't learn anything listening to this guy's set. Well, if anything, I, I learned something. I, I learned never again to book headliners on a whim and always double check with other headliners before I book. You got yeah. catfish lah. I got cat catfish, <laughs> yeah. Can Kali. Fly FM. I found out an interesting fact. If you want to hate a Christmas song, which we don't want to hate because Christmas is just over, studies have shown that if you listen to a Christmas song a hundred and four times, very specific, hundred and four times, you will start to hate the song. What kind of science is this? These scientists yes. are doing this? They're what? like audiologists kind of thing. So they actually looked at certain songs. They looked at the timing of the songs. They looked at the chords. They looked at the progression of music. They looked at the melodies. They looked at the lyrics. And they have decided that 104 times listening to a Christmas song will drive you nuts. I think it's a bit far-fetched. Well, have you heard this story? There was once, there's a story that went around that they used Justin Bieber's 
baby as torture music. They put someone in a chamber and can you imagine listening to that for 12 hours? Yeah. And you don't need to listen to it 104 times. Yeah. To know that you're already <laughs> sick of it. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. So this is pretty much nuts, you know. I mean, how would this apply if they did it for other things? Let's say you wanted to stop liking a certain type of exercise or a certain type of Food. food Food yeah food. <laughs> Since food is a popular topic with us How would this work? Uh, you know I, Like nasi lemak You have to eat nasi lemak Like a hundred and One hundred uh, times oh, I still like it Yeah hundred and two I still like yeah. it Up to hundred and four Maybe I'll go for me no, goring instead right? I still go for it man And I've eaten nasi lemak Thousands of times I would uh, imagine But you know what kind of food That you'll just eat one time And you'll immediately get sick of it Oh Singaporean food Oh, one time annoyed really. One time really cannot uh, really. It is your last show <laughs> <laughs> This is the Douglas Lim and Juanita podcast Hang out with them weekday mornings From 6 to 10am On Fly FM